What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 51 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm here with the pride of Westchester County, Khalid Dasan. How's it going today, Katie? Everyone's good, man. How are you? Not too bad. You mentioned earlier in a DM that your school canceled practices today. How's the weather down in Yonkers? Uh, the road, it's, just, it's just icy, so there's not much to see. It's just the roads are icy, and I think a lot of schools in Section 1, Section 9 area, and even Long Island uh, have canceled, so... Uh, just have club practice later today, and um, you know that's all. That's all for today. Yeah, I noticed the uh, the snow front. You guys look like you guys got some rain, freezing rain. We got snow up here. Another snow day, second snow day in a row. So most of our teams over in Watertown at the Greenhouse training with Kenny Courts tonight. Nice, nice. Yeah. Did they uh, are so are. Are they doing divisionals? Do you guys have divisionals or just kind of just have a sectional tournament? Our sectionals are next week. Uh, some of the section three, um, they have their classes. Most of the teams, because section three is like 25 minutes down the road. Um, most of their those schools in the North Country are also experiencing their second snow day in a row. So um, I have no idea if, if they're going to move it to Sunday. I know section two, um, a lot of their classes have been moved to Sunday. So I don't know if that's what they're doing as well or not. But yeah, they got to get prepare for classes and prepare for sectionals. Obviously, get every opportunity you can. Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, you're coming off a big weekend though. Friday night, your buddy RBY wins a wins in Carver to help the Nittany Lions beat the Hawkeyes. And then Saturday, I see you in Syracuse watching. Several of your KD trained guys help Mincing Valley win a New York State Public High School Athletic Association dual meet title. Uh, how was that? Yeah, that was fun. I mean, Coach Gallagher and that whole crew and all Ryder, Dukes, I mean, they do a phenomenal job of really uh, really getting all the kids together and getting them excited, um, you know, about, about the state tournament, about all about the whole season, you know. Um, and it's, it's really hard for those, I feel, for those high-level guys who have, you know, you know, won Fargo, won Super Bowl two to get excited for the interscholastic season. But, you know, they're a real team over there. They do a real good job um, with that. So they get excited for those, like, state tournaments, the, the tournaments for them. You know, it's it's a little bit less than you know a Super Two title, but for them they're just as excited. You know, and it was great to see that and uh, his whole staff and you know they do a great job and from only from that underground program, that youth program that they had there, um, up till up to the high school program, that all their coaches are all in and they're super supportive of everything we do. So and I love working with those guys and supporting them. Yeah, it was good to see all those guys. I mean, whether it was the Brentwood crew, Burn Hills crew, um, you know, Mincing Valley crew, just the teams that you normally see at the uh, Eastern States, or I guess the individuals rather, whether there's the coaches or the wrestlers. But I mean, without having the Eastern States this year, we haven't seen that many studs inside one facility in New York anyways, um, all year. So, you know, obviously some studs haven't seen, you know, the, the level of competition probably that they normally do in the, the NISPA season um, just because the Eastern States wasn't a thing this year. But uh, yeah, I know it was great to see them and I can't wait to see them in three weeks from now. So um, yeah. you know, you're still young in your coaching career and already have a lot of big impacts on studs in high school as well as colleges. Before we get into that though, let's take it back. When did you get introduced to the sport of wrestling? You know, right so after I always, I was always, I always did, you know, sorry, was just, they cut you off. No, you're good. Sorry, so I, I, uh, so I originally started doing some grappling, some MMA, my uncle in the MMA gym in Yonkers. Um, so I had, you know, I had been training that, and then he told me, hey, if you want to continue, you want to reach the next level on this stuff, um, you know, you have to, you have to wrestle. So he kind of forced me uh, into it, and then once, I, once I found wrestling, I was like, there's nothing harder than this. I said, I got to continue with this. This is what I want. I want this challenge of, you know, 
and, and the competitiveness of having other high schools, uh, other high schoolers, you know, you have to wrestle off against. And um, it, it was awesome, you know. Yeah. So, like, obviously, I don't know. It must have been just after you graduated high school. I know you were coaching with uh, the Iowa style crew and, you know, Horace Greeley. We saw Horace Greeley down in the Kenneth Haynes tournament, which is just uh, about an hour and a half south of us. But you guys made the travel up there. So I saw you and I saw you. Obviously, like I said, helping Iowa style. Um, I watched a few of your things, whether it's journeyman events or the journeyman event that was up in Lake Placid. Um, you know, so obviously I had to research you um, a little bit back then, and uh, I noticed the jujitsu. You were really big into jujitsu, um, but like I mentioned, you were coached by John Deagle at Iowa style wrestling growing up. You know, Deagle's a former Iowa wrestler himself, and a lot of studs have came through that program, putting Section One on the map. What was it like training at Iowa style? Uh, it was awesome. You know, I learned a lot from uh, Coach Deagle and, and Tatora, Coach Anthony Tatora. Uh, those, those two guys, you know, they were they were a uh, big influence in my wrestling career. And it was, you know, it was great being there uh, for the time I was there. Um, and I, I learned a lot. It was it was intense. And um, it definitely it definitely would open up my eyes to what you had to do to be great in the sport. Right. And uh, the work that was needed to to get to where I wanted to get to and where, you know, eventually now where my athletes are at. Right. So, uh, you know, I would, I wouldn't change that experience for anything, you know, and seeing how committed those guys were. And, uh, I kind of took that from them and I made it my own and, uh, it was great being around those guys and, uh, wouldn't change it. So you graduated high school in 2016, correct? Yep. So was it the 2016, the 2016, 2017 season that you were a part of the Horace Greeley coaching staff? So, yeah, so I got, I got away not really away from wrestling, but I was, uh, you know, Tora, Tora was around, I was wrestling around, but Tora reached out to me and had said, Hey, you should start, um, you know, coaching with me. And I said, yeah, you know what? I will. So I started with the horse really. And then Deagle, um, at that point, I think maybe a month in two months into my really season, maybe late November, December, um, he reached out to me and said, Hey, if you're not going to go away, um, you know, I'd like you to start coaching up here. And that's when I, uh, that's what I originally started up at Iowa style and now empire. So that was just, you know, months after graduating high school, you, you jump right into coaching the high school level. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's so awesome. A few yeah. months. Yeah. A few months after. So, yeah. we, you know, we, we kind of talk about, like, like I said, I, I had to look you up a little bit and right. And I mean, there's other coaches that I know as well. You know, um, the guy actually I co-host with, uh, Zach Rolf, um, he has his club down in section four. And, uh, you know, I jumped into coaching as well, even though I didn't have the success I wanted as a wrestler. But would you say not having the success, whether it was a state title or a state place finishment or whatever it was that you were striving for in high school, um, did that help you drive to become a better coach? For sure. I, I think I think just, you know, seeing the stuff maybe that I didn't do or I should have done, right? And uh, just seeing some of that stuff and uh, just being around high-level wrestling, you know, I, I, I knew – I knew once I was done, I said, I wanted to coach, you know, I wanted to help the next generation, you know, just like I was helped uh, coming up and uh, you know, yeah, no, definitely. I think a lot of times you see these, you know, bigger name, you know, coaches and they don't have the success. Maybe as some of the guys who are not, um, who have less credentials. Right. But uh, I think, I think sometimes when those guys who have a lot of success during their own athletic career, I think they're so used to being all about themselves. I think it's hard to really give in and, and give to the kids. You know what I mean? And, uh, and make it about somebody else, right? Where for me, it's it's all it's all about the kids. You know what I mean? So I never, I can't, you know, I can't remember a time. And even if you talk to some of my parents, where I put myself before 
the athlete, right? It's whatever the athlete needs, right? You know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that gets done. Well, I think for some of those guys, like I said, who have you know, been NCAA champions or All-Americans, um, they, they can't do that. And you see at the college level, too, you see a bunch of, you know, you see some Olympic champs, some national champs, and they, they just don't have the program of someone who would maybe not even be an All-American, right? You know, so you see, you see that pretty often. And I think, you know, coaching is different than, uh, you know, being an athlete. Yeah, no, that's really well said. Um, you know, it's, it's funny to hear that perspective from somebody else. I know uh, I was coached by my dad. He was a state champ, but of course, and he's coached many, many state champs, but then like he kind of tells me or has told me before that, um, you know, the current co- head coach at Governor now is, is Carter Bear's dad, Joel. And he kind of, he has a real passion for the sport and he took over after my dad. And he's like, you know, Joel's got the passion for the sport because he might not have reached the success that he wanted when he was in school. So um, obviously, you know, watching him be a high level wrestling coach, um, you know, just leads me to, to that. So uh, yeah, like you said, um, just striving to, to get what you didn't have when you were in high school and uh, you know, watching your wrestlers achieve those goals. And uh, it's, it's awesome. I like it. Um, so let's talk about Horace Greeley. So you're there for four or five years, and I believe that's where the, the cartoon pick of you jumping up um, the Let's Win picture came from, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep, so, yep. so in the past few years, you've had high school guys like P.J. Duke, Zach Ryder, Matty Lopes, Max Gallagher, and Tyler Ferreira come into your gym. When did you s- decide that you wanted to do your own thing and start your club? Uh, I was kind of forced into it. So I was, uh, you know, at first I was uh, at a club, and, uh, and I was forced to, you know, kind of do my own thing. I was, it wasn't, it wasn't optional. Right. Uh, I've always, those are always guys I've trained um, some separately away, you know, some away from the club, um, some as part of the club. Um, and unfortunately, you know, some situation happened where I was forced to have to uh, move away from where I was at. And I, you know, I opened up my club, you know, I opened up my club now in March, but I opened up kind of like a private group and those guys just followed, you know, cause I've coached those guys for a long time. Uh, more so the PJs of the group, you know, and Maddie, um, you know, Max Gallagher and Tyler Ferreira and Zachary Ryder and all those other guys, they came on a little bit later in the game. Um, but, you know, I've been coaching them for a few years now. Yeah, so I've had Max, Zach, and Tyler on. All three had great things to say about your practices and your coaching style. Um, but let's talk about the commitment, the level of commitment, not only the wrestlers, but the parents have. I mean, obviously – they're going to be driving three hours from Binghamton or an hour plus from Suffolk County, Jersey, or the Mincing crew that drives about 45 to an hour as well. Um, you know, the, the level of commitment that they show kind of speaks volumes to the way you coach, because obviously if they're, they're getting in the car and driving an hour to practice a couple of days a week, or, I mean, if it's Tyler on a weekend, um, you know, it obviously speaks to your coaching style. Yeah. So it's, it's a, uh, it's really, it's really a total team effort, you know, from the parents, all the way to the athlete, to me, um, just just everyone involved, and even the high school coaches, right, that are super supportive of some of these guys coming down on the weekends, even during the season. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, the, the level of commitment is unmatched. I, I've never seen anything like it. You know, when I was uh, at different clubs, you know, I've seen you know, kids drive 45 minutes, an hour, you know, but even even for, you know, for a PJ, right, he's, he's one of my closest guys, um, and he's an hour and 15 you know, Zach Ryder is an hour and 15. They live right around each other. And, uh, you know, I have some Jersey guys. Um, I travel a good bit. Obviously, Tyler Ferrer is driving three hours. So I, I think the athletes um, see the commitment from their parents. And it's, it's hard not to match it or beat it, right? So it's like you see the commitment from, you know, the, you know, from the, the parents and then me and then the people I bring in. 
And I, I think I think they just say to themselves, you know, I have to I have to work that that hard, you know, and have to match that if not beat it, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it's just it's just you know when you're driving three hours for for a practice, you're driving an hour and a half for a practice. If you're Max Gallagher driving, you know, hour forty five to a practice, right? You try to make the most out of it, right? So it's it's just a commitment from everyone because at a certain point, right, they'll be able to drive themselves. But for now, it's like their parents are the one that are backing them, right, and driving them um, in the snow today, or you know, or during during the storm or during a summer day, you know what I mean, to come get some extra training in. Yeah, um, you know, speaking of their parents, um, I was in a car or a suburban rather for 21 hours on the drive to Fargo with Tyler's, well, Tyler and his dad Joel, and uh, you know, he had great things to say about you as well. But you know, how do you coach kids differently? Uh, I think I think I've been around. Uh, a lot of different coaches uh, who believe in a lot of different things, right? So I was able to pick, you know, kind of pick everyone's brain from some of the clubs I was at before, or, and then just being at Horace Greeley, right? And uh, picking picking everyone's brain and just kind of making it my own, right? So I don't know if anybody's been around as much as I have, right? Just from even going out to Arizona with Roman and seeing kind of what they're doing out there. And then just like going to Penn State, you know, sitting at, sitting at one of their practices or, or, one, or some of these different colleges and, um, you know, I just kind of put it all together. I just kind of, um, I, I watch, I, you know, I watch a lot, a lot, watch a lot of wrestling and, um, you know, I just kind of just put it all together, but you know, our, our you know, I, I think you'd be surprised if you came in and watch a practice, like it's not this crazy, you know, grind, right. It's, it's there, there are days, right. But we're very, um, we're smart about how we prepare for tournaments and, um, how we prepare for the super twos and the Fargo's and, uh, it's very much like a fight camp. You know, like a six to eight week fight camp um, to prepare for these high level tournaments. So you'd be surprised. Uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of different stuff to go into it, and just controlling everything from their um, conditioning uh, all the way to their wrestling, right? You know, and and they and they do lifting on their own. So a lot of the kids are lifting on their own, whether it's with, you know, um, I know I know for the Minnesota guys, they rest, they they do the lifting with P Duke, and then for like um, Tyler Ferreira, he he works out with this guy who's who's pretty awesome up there. I know I know he was helping out. Um, I mean, I just said it was time that he helps out with, he helped out with Dake, um, when he was coming up too. um, pretty good lifting coach up there. So they kind of do the lifting on their own. Um, but as far as the conditioning all the way to the wrestling, you know, I kind of have, um, we keep record of all that stuff and, you know, we have shared notes and there's a lot of different stuff that goes into it that people don't really see. Um, but, but it's a lot. Yeah. uh, So those connections that you were kind of mentioning right there were, um, are kind of pivotal in the success that you guys have as well. So you mentioned, um, you know, going down to Arizona with Roman, and obviously Romans came off the Yonkers quite a bit, or the the college practices that you sit in on. I know you um, go to State College quite a bit, and then, uh, you know, the, whether it's rally for NC State or wherever it is, um, you know, I was, like I said, in Syracuse this past weekend, and our governor crew was in the hotel restaurant. We were trying to figure out the uh, Big Ten channel on the, the TV and a group of people came next to us, and it was the Minsing Valley crew. And I believe their youngest – or their son is a seventh or eighth grader. He moved up to varsity. It was the boys. I think that's their last name. Vice? Uh, boys, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yep. So uh, they were – their parents were there, and they're obviously speaking, um, you know, highly about you. And they mentioned that any given practice, they might show up and see RBY or Mike Mock or Uncle Tony. You know, your connections to yeah. the sport are, are big. And like you mentioned, um, you know, you're, you're picking – something from each of those guys and incorporating to KD wrestling, which is huge. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I think that's a big part of it. Right. You know, I think, I think uh, a lot of, um, you know, I have these connections. So I try to, I try to give it to the kids. Right. And, and put it in front of them. 
and kind of you know and a lot of times it's technical right there's some technical stuff that these guys get but i think i think more or less you know i try to really put in front of them the lifestyle you know where how did how did mike mock get here you know how do you go from a kid who didn't really know how to wrestle as a night as a, as a uh, freshman in college to NCAA champ right and then also on the flip side of that a guy like roman who's always been successful right a fresh uh freshman all-american you know the whole nine so i try to i try to put uh, as much in front of these guys as possible and just you know, have them ask these type of questions, even when, you know, you have a Mike Gray in there, you have an Adam Hall, Pat Popolizio, whoever's in there, in the room, Uncle Tony, right? Um, I just have have those guys uh, pick their brain as much as possible. And any, any given day, you know, I get, I get a message, hey, we're coming up, you know, I want to come up and see you hang out. And, but okay, uh, we have practice too. You want to come by? And they're always super, I mean, Roman be like, yeah, I'll just come and watch. And then the next thing you know, he's on the mat rolling around with PJ or, you know, whoever it is, you know? Um, so it's pretty awesome to have that. And I'm grateful for those relationships because I'm not sure I'd be where I'm at today without those guys. Right. You know, um, just, just, you know, picking their brain and, um, you know, and bringing it back to my guys. Right. So I think a lot of guys, a lot of coaches are kind of stuck in their way, right. With just, you know, what they believe in and, um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm more open to learning, right. I'm still young. So I'm open to learning and, and figuring things out from, you know, a regular high school coach all the way up to, uh, if I go up to Kale Sanderson, you know, I'm, I'm willing to learn from whoever. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of, like I said, I think I'm, I'm very open. And uh, I think, like I said, a lot of coaches are just kind of stuck in their ways. If you had to say, um, you know, what would your coaching philosophy be? Or is it kind of like an, a changing thing? Like you said, you're still young. I mean, you're 24, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so well, mean, I, I truly, you know, I truly try to make sure the kids love it. Right. Right. And, and we, you know, I think, I think when you grow too big, right you start to lose kids, right? And kids don't feel that relationship. Like, you know, I have such a good relationship with every single one of my athletes. Like I can tell you almost anything about all my athletes, right? So um, I think that's important. And I just think keeping it fun, right? So it's, it's fun when they come in, you know, we joke around for a good bit. And then, we, you know, it's time to get serious. It's time to get serious. So um, I, I really I really think, it's, you know, keeping it fun and keeping, preserving these kids' bodies, right? I don't, I don't think going um, an hour live is the way to go, right? So I think, you know, for me, um, you know, the most live we'll, we'll do even on a hard day is probably like on the hardest day, you know, maybe 35, 40 minutes alive ever, you know, um, and just kind of having a system in place. You know, we're very systematic, right, with some of the stuff. We've done. And obviously, there's, you know, there's some wrenches thrown in there, but, you know, we're very systematic in our approach to, you know, tournaments and getting prepared. And, and, and uh, you know, during the year, so when we, we have the Super League 2 coming up, Obviously, it's more of a fight camp, right? Where we we're sharpening our tools, and then once we're once we're out of, you know, out of that Super Thirty Two camp, once Super Thirty Two finishes, you know, I, I give the kids a good break, you know, like take a two week two, take a two week break. Don't step on the mat. And if you want to lift a little bit, you know, that's fine. Do not step on the mat for two weeks. Take that two week break. Prepare prepare yourself for the season, right? So um, we're very systematic. And during that time, right, it's all it's all technical, right? So like yesterday we had practice. It was, you know, we did two, three minute goes and we did six minutes alive. You know, that was it, you know? So I, I would say we're very systematic and we're just keeping it fun. And um, I think, I think keeping a great relationship with athletes past just on the mat, you know, learning more about them. And um, that's why my guys are so loyal to me. You know, I don't think you see too many other guys, um, you know, posting about their club as much as I think the kids love being part of the, you know, Katie train center, Katie train, um, and, they, and they enjoy posting about it too, you know, and that's because of the relationship we have, you know, with, you know, with me and um, whoever I bring in have with uh, the kids. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I see it. Obviously uh, I follow 
most of the guys that do attend your club and uh, you know, they're, they're all pumped up, ready to roll, whether they're going to the state tournament or super 32 or NHSEAs, flow nationals, whatever it is, they're uh, they're all on board and they're, you know, obviously acting like a unit, whether they live four hours away from each other, they're still training at the same facility. And uh, yeah, they, they definitely have a passion for that. Um, you were talking about your coaching, the, the way you coach and like the fight camp and all that stuff. So obviously we're three weeks away from the state tournament. Some guys have their, their qualifiers this weekend and next weekend, whether it's classes or, um, you know, divisionals or whatever it is. And then, you know, they lead in a sectionals next week um, or counties for the Long Island people. Um, you know, how do you approach and prepare your guys for the qualifiers and state tournaments? So like for, for, for these guys, for like some innocent guys, right. So they, they have good guys in their room. So I don't need to run them like, like maniacs, right. They have good, you know, they obviously they have good coaching, right. And they have, good guys in the room so i just i just needed to keep them sharp right so like so when they come in it's, it's more technical than anything it's not this crazy 45 minute uh hands-on drill or um you know 45 minutes alive it's it's none of that you know it's just more keeping them sharp technically more than anything um just kind of getting them what they need um talking to them mentally i think the mental side of things is so important right and talking to your athletes and uh figuring out what they need and what they don't need at a certain point you know and everyone's different i don't treat um you know, PJ the same way I would shoot Zach, right? They're, they're two different athletes, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that's just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm on, you know, for like a Tyler Ferrer, he may not see, um, but again, like it's different for a Tyler Ferrer. So now we're dealing with a kid who doesn't really, hasn't seen much competition, kind of dominated everyone up to this point, right? And, um, and same thing kind of for Max. So when I'm able to get those guys in the room together, yeah, it may be a little bit of a grind. It may be like, hey, this, like this weekend, they're going to come today and uh, the rest of the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's, it's going to be pretty hard for those guys. It's going to be a hard practice, um, harder practice than, you know, maybe a PJ or a Zach because they, like I said, they have what they need in their room. So it's like every, every athlete's different. I can't give you, um, you know, one answer for everyone, but I, I do think uh, making sure they're sharp technically and um, just mentally they're, they're, they're where they need to be heading into this, you know, heading to the postseason. It's a long season and um, it gets, you know, I, I definitely think it gets draining. Uh, so just making sure they're right in the right place mentally is important. Uh, so talking about the season and whatnot, um, I believe it was back in November, there was the announcement that you were going to be coaching at the Yonkers high school or uh, the Yonkers wrestling program. You know, is that, was that this year or is that starting next year or is that still a thing? So I, I actually, I actually just jumped into it after certifications, okay. um, not knowing, you know, who was on the team or cause with the COVID year it was so hard to tell with everything going on. Right. Um, but you know, I just, I just kind of jumped in it for, you know, I kind of did it more so for, you know, I do love the city. Right. And I, I did it more for my head coach who wanted me to take the position. He didn't want a random teacher taking over the program. Um, and kind of, you know, it just can, just been kind of crazy with COVID like Yonkers had to do their own kind of shutdowns where they shut down for a week and then a couple of kids got COVID and, and you're talking about all first year wrestlers, maybe one or two guys out of the, you know, 30 man roster that I had um at first that I had to recruit um were you know first year wrestlers so I had two first year you know I had two guys who have wrestled before and then 28 first year wrestlers and then you know by the time the season kicked in we hit our first tournament um you know and then hit our second tournament uh and then by then uh as we came home we found out you know I found out that Sunday the tournament was on Saturday at Minnesota Valley I, at, that Sunday I found out three or four kids had COVID so they shut us down for 10 days and then the break happened where they, they didn't let us in the building. So there was, there's a lot that goes into it. And the school took, um, the school took also a, a week, I think, I, I believe 
a week off um, where we couldn't, where we had to miss another tournament because of it. So it's just been kind of hectic. I, I, you know, and I, I haven't been able to start um, building it. Right. So, you know, the most important thing now is building it from the ground up and starting at the youth level. Um, if, you know, if I plan on staying uh, with the program long-term uh, starting at the youth level. And unfortunately this year, I wasn't able to start that. And I, you know, they, they didn't really allow me to recruit the seven eighth graders that I wanted to. So, you know, there's definitely some obstacles, you know, I, I love the adversity, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little crazy right now, but you know, I look forward to next year and see, you know, what that brings. Right. Yeah, no. So, I mean, knowing that you were part of the high school coaching and whatnot, and like the headache that, you know, you don't know, if you're going to have this many kids, you know, this day, or, you know, if they're quarantined or, you know, if they have COVID, obviously the, the COVID and quarantine things, we had kids up here that missed three tournaments because they're quarantined like every other week. And I, obviously it hurts the team. Um, but not only that, it hurts just the wrestlers, but you know, our first time with all, all the guys on the team, a full roster was this past weekend and in, uh, in Syracuse at the state duel. So you know, like you wow. said, it's just, you don't know, what next week's going to bring. So being a high school coach, you know, there's been plenty of headaches, whether it's this year or last year. Uh, you, you mentioned growing that program though. I noticed the, the New York state beds for nine through 12 um, Yonkers, I think is made up of a few schools, right? Yeah. So we're, we're made up of eight schools. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's definitely enough um, kids to pull from. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I would notice like a few of those schools had like over 700 in their beds and uh, which is a lot. I mean, obviously I think governor has like 330 um, and you know, there's not really a school up here that, that has that size. Um, I was just kind of thinking like you, you mentioned already, you, you plan on having the youth guys, you know, the start the youth program, obviously every program successful program has a, a youth, a feeder program, um, which is awesome. So obviously KD could help lead into that as well. Or KD trained wrestling. You know, your recent announcement was KD Wrestling Facility, the, the training center you have. Uh, tell me about your plans for that. Yeah, so um, I'm going to start it off, like I mentioned before, where we practice now at my uncle's, uh, at my uncle's gym, probably mid-March. Um, I'll probably open up uh, registration, um, I'm thinking February, you know, mid-February, yep. late Feb- mid, to, mid to late February. Uh, but, you know, we have, we have a great facility there. Um, the kids, the kids are, you know, the kids who have been coming to me are used to going there. And then eventually I, I plan on opening up my own facility and uh, having this big facility where I could, you know, hold camps and clinics and um, the whole nine and have different practices going on at the same time. And, um, and, I'm putting, and the most important thing is putting the right people in place. Right. So for the youth wrestling, I'll make sure I have the right person in place for, you know, to coach youth and then for elite, you know, wrestling and, and different, and, you know, different programs that I will have there. And making sure that uh, you know, I have the right people in place. You, are you going to build that, or is that is there like a location that you kind of have in mind, um, a building that's already standing, or, or what's that? Um, my, my the new location you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking at a couple different buildings that are already there. You know, it'd be pretty cool to build my own space. It's you know, it's it's quite expensive over here oh, in Westchester yeah. County. Oh yeah. Um, so so it's near impossible. Um, not it's not impossible, but it's, it would be hard to build my own. <laughs> kind of facility i would have to definitely rent a spot um or, or buy a spot out uh but i don't think i don't think i'd be building my own facility i think no, i'd be I, doing a lot of the work inside a facility but not building my own facility yeah i had to ask that i uh i lived in westchester county uh austining well i didn't really live there i just uh i worked i worked there for three months i lived i guess in the state housing building i worked at sing sing um but you know oh, wow. I, I know so i know what you know 
uh, Westchester County is all about. It's a beautiful area, obviously, but, uh, you know, quite wealthy area as well. Um, but yeah, the, the facility that Kenny courts has, is has three full mats and it has bleachers and locker rooms, but you know, you obviously are in a location that, that can like utilize that you can have your own coach for, for, uh, the youth practices and the, the, whether you do have like middle school ish practices and the, the elite practices and all that stuff. Um, so obviously that's something awesome to look forward to, but as they say, if you build it, they will come. So, you know, you're building this KD wrestling, um, you're moving into a different location, you mentioned that you had 10 number one ranked wrestlers in the States, whether it was Connecticut, Pennsylvania, or New York, um, you know, it's surely will lead to bigger numbers. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's not even including, you know, a Maddie Lopes who's, you know, ranked in the country, but you know, he's number two in the, in the, um, the prep, you know, prep uh, ranking. So he's not, he, he's not included in there. Um, and I have a bunch of other kids who are ranked all state. These are just the number one guys. Yeah. You know, so I have a bunch, you know, I have a good group of, I would say 20 uh, kids who, who train um, outside of the high school program with me. And that, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think it's definitely drawing. I think people want to train with those type of guys, you know, and, and get that high level of training and kind of figure out, Hey, how did these kids get so good? Why, why do they come to KD instead of all the, I mean, like, why is Tyler Ferrer driving three hours to come here? You know, why is the Minnesota Valley guys driving hour 20? Why is Max Gallagher coming up from Long Island, which is supposed to be a, a hotbed for wrestling? Um, and coming up to Westchester County, coming up to Section 1. So I think a lot of people are trying to figure it out. And um, when I did post that, I had a lot of people uh, reaching out, whether they were from different clubs or and looking, looking to maybe switch or um, just, just, just kind of get more training, you know. And, and I, look, I do look forward to the opening and having those guys there, having a, a foundation of guys that, you know, I think it only help. So uh, they come to Yonkers for good coaching and good haircuts, huh? Yes, haircuts are <laughs> the haircuts for Sammy Yonkers Finest does a hell of a job. He is <laughs> the best barber in, in the country. Yeah, I like uh, to. I want to be the best club in the country, and he is the best barber in the country, and has the best barber shop in the country. Good location, then. Um, yeah. Before we yes. go, though, let's let's talk about the mantra. Let's win. Where did that come from? Man, I, I just, uh, you, you know, I, uh, I I heard I kind of stole it. You know, I didn't kind of steal. I definitely stole it. I stole it from uh, Pat. I heard Pat Pablozio say it one time, and. <laughs> Um, we were just hanging out and I said something like, Oh, you know, congratulations on Camacho. And he said, let's win. And I was like, I like that. You know, and I, you know, or, or one of his recruits, you know what I mean? I said, congratulations. I, I think it was someone that coach, I think it was Camacho. Um, he said, let's win. And I just kind of, you know, I just kind of, just kind of took it and made it my own, you know, kind of stole that from him. I like it. I, I do yeah. like it. That, that's a, it's got a nice ring to it. And obviously, like you said, if you got 10 guys that are ranked number one in their the respective States, um, you know, it's uh, definitely paying off. Uh, yeah, anything else sure. you'd like Anything else you'd like to add? No, I'm all good. I just, you know, maybe thank you to all the guys that helped me get to this point, you know, whether it's Uncle Tony or, or Sam Margie from Animal, Jimmy Santiago, whoever, whoever's helped me up. You know, I may be forgetting some guys, but, you know, anybody's helped me get up to this point, you know, I appreciate you and I'm grateful for um, all the people that have, you know, helped me. Yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll let you go to practice, um, but I'll, I'm sure I'll see you in three weeks in Albany. I appreciate it. I look forward to meeting you. All right, some peace out. Person. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya.